is it okay for me to say that you being in Brazil for the past few decades has contributed to Brazil being a hotbed for FAP? Wow. Could I have had that much uh, influence? You have a part. You play, you've played a part. I, I, must, I, I must have a part in it. Uh, welcome back to Act Root to Fruit. Uh, my name is uh, Marcel Tassara. I'm on a quest to dig into the roots of the contextual behavioral psychologies, sciences, to help folks get more precise with this work. And um, for those who want to, to get past topography and to, to think more functionally, uh, that's, that's what this, this project's all about. And uh, today I am speaking with Luke Vandenberg, who's a professor at Pontific University in Goiás, Brazil. Um, my kids are very excited about this, Luke. I don't know if you can hear that. Mm. <laughs> I am too. I, I, I am uh, a great admirer of your work and especially in, the, in the, your work around FAP groups and, uh, and the, the, the attention you pay to walking the reader through the, the functional components and the, the, the relationships that are, that are happening there. Uh, and so, so, um, so thanks, Luke, for joining me today. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, you know, you you've been around this this work since there were there was only a chapter to hold on to in the, the late eighties, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I'm sure it's been quite a quite a, a journey to see this unfold mm -hmm. over the last few decades. Oh yes, it was. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be talking about about function functional analysis, functional assessment, and then just want to mention too that that. Uh, you and I will be will be uh, starting a training group together for therapists who want to uh, immerse themselves in FAP through some learning and mostly experiencing the processes. Mm -hmm. So, just want to mention that, and we'll 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 talk more about that later. Um, but so, yeah, let's let's get into it. You know, I, I'm someone who came to to act and um, was really enamored with it, and uh, and have um, been really trying to understand the roots of it. And, uh -huh. and so, yes, I, I uh, was there. I was there already when the roots uh, took hold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're you are in the roots as they mm -hmm. were forming. But I wasn't at the right place. I was yeah. at the wrong place at the right time, mm -hmm. as they say yeah. in the detective movies. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and what as as you've seen this evolve over the last few decades what utility is do you see for for clinicians to be to, to have a grasp of the of the roots mm. it, it having a grasp of the roots can both help and hinder i see you can do act i see people doing act very well excellent act therapists who have no sympathy, not even much knowledge about behavior analysis. Mm -hmm. And I see behavior anal analysts who came, who recently came to act and who make a mess of it because they uh, continue thinking in terms of um, ABA, basically, of... Uh, teaching abilities and reinforcing uh, topographies 
mm. a little bit as you do it. Uh, well, it's traditional ABA. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it can both have help because well, you you learn to think. Uh, if you already know how to think functionally, that obviously helps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you understand uh, the history. If you understand what, how um, the concepts of um, cognitive fusion mm-hmm, come from research on uh, verbal control mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from the 70s, uh, 70s onward, that obviously helps. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you stop there, I think it hinders. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's act. Well, in FAP, it's easier because there's not much of a, a superstructure. You don't have these new concepts taking taking away uh, ACL, of course. But uh, I think for a, a FAP therapist probably benefits of some traditional training. In a behavior analysis, it's 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 it benefits traditional training. You're saying it's I think yes. In terms of what? In, in terms of seeing past topography and function. Or? Yes, that's right. In, te- in terms of thinking about um, functional classes of behavior, okay. when when you look at this uh, behavior, uh, not only seeing what is happening there in the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But seeing a, a part of a, a larger class which can be reinforced and understanding that uh, how you react in that moment uh, will influence uh, an entire class of behavior which will ha- happen in uh, other settings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to go back to what you said in terms of um, there being those who are doing wonderful act therapy and don't know anything and then those who are uh-huh. stifled by yes, the so. advanced adult language kind of uh, uh-huh. in fact that can happen as well I sometimes see fab therapists getting stuck in wanting to teach a certain behavior uh-huh. and uh, coming back session after session after session trying to teach that behavior, uh-huh. which is really an idea that comes from ABA. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in FAP, you need to be much more flexible. Mm-hmm. You have to work a lot by into intuition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And you have to yeah, ask yourself, why, why doesn't that? I, I, I thought I was reinforcing that behavior. <laughs> why, why doesn't it become more frequent? Uh-huh. And in ABA, of course, and you have to change your technique, uh, make it work, do different things that will reinforce that behavior. And in uh, when you're doing FAP, you have to conclude, well, what I'm doing is not is not reinforcement. Uh, What does that that person really need? Maybe that person, maybe they need something completely different. And I'm trying to reinforce something which is simply not relevant for them. Mm 
mm-hmm. which is another way of thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And, and makes me think a lot about topography, mm-hmm. seeing past topography. What can yeah. you say more about how you, you know, what's helpful for people to, to start to make the, the leap past topography? Um, I, from a FAP point of view, the crucial thing is what the person needs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, somebody may need attention mm-hmm. and do things to get attention. Mm-hmm. But attention is, um, is, will, will be only a representative, will only be one item. Uh, in a vast array of things that are very strongly interconnected. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody who has problems with loneliness, feeling lonely, yeah? having friends and knowing people but still feeling lonely. Mm-hmm. That may be, person may be helped by getting attention. Mm-hmm. But if you get stuck in, what can that person do to hold somebody else's attention? Then you will be you will be stifled uh-huh. because attention in itself is not what the person needs. It's only when a spec and uh, an aspect of yeah. something much broader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that is something. That is a way. Uh, that is a, a point in which you have to look beyond the uh, the topography. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because in that, in it's easy for the person to learn how to uh, uh, secure somebody's attention. Mm-hmm. He can learn s- certain behaviors. Yeah? They can learn to do things. Uh, that will hold other people's attention. But that's not it. That that won't solve the thing. That's maybe the first step. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and as you say this, I'm thinking about how difficult it is to 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 see these needs, especially in individual therapy, when mm-hmm. when the only reporter I have is the client. I'm not, you know, I don't see, you know, what's re- actually happening in the relationship. Yes. You know? And obviously, FAP is about the relationship mm-hmm. the relationship that I'm having with the client yeah I greatly appreciate your contribution to the the the, the group literature and fap mm-hmm. and, and your attention to that because to me I mean the fap is so uniquely perfect for groups yes yes you have much more process in the group no? like when you said uh, it's difficult to know what a person needs mm-hmm. In the in individual fab, you you have to feel it. Yeah? This, for instance, this people this this person is uh, treating me in a way that makes me dislike her, mm-hmm. and her problem is loneliness. Mm-hmm. So I, I I can feel some start to feel something, and she about what she needs but in the group you actually see it happening mm-hmm, between the person yeah. the people yeah mm-hmm. so you have it's much more quicker you'll have a hold on on something you can address why aren't there a lot more articles or a lot more people who are championing the group with you in, mm-hmm. in the fab community 
I'm not sure about that. Uh, one reason may be that the micro analysis you need to do during the group is very uh, mm, it's very detailed. You have mm -hmm. to observe and work with many people at the same time. Mm -hmm. And you have to have their case conceptualization very clear in your head. Uh -huh. Because uh, this person is emitting as CRB2. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The other person is reinforcing it. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But maybe that reaction of that other person is a, a CRB1 for her. <laughs> and you have you have to you have to take care that that CRB one then isn't reinforced. That yeah. other people in the group you don't don't allow other people in the group to get away with uh, punishing a CRB two or reinforcing a CRB one. So you have to think in lots of things at the same time. Well, that's one yeah. point. Another, and, and do that without appearing to have a lab coat on. Yes, <laughs> right. Uh huh. And another thing that uh, comes up that uh, that may explain why why it's not so popular is that uh, the clients need to be very well prepared because the idea okay. is that the group is the therapist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But actually, you can't run the risk. You have to prepare people very well. And now with this a ACL, mm -hmm. you have a language for doing that. Mm -hmm. You can introduce in the preliminary interviews, you can introduce ACL mm -hmm. uh, and use that as a, a way of explaining how we will want to promote curative I see. Uh, interactions in the group. Mm -hmm. Okay. How, how I'm wondering about the dangers there of, you know, maybe, maybe suppressing someone expressing anger and that being a, you know, a CRB2 mm -hmm. for someone. Some people will say that expressing anger falls into the uh, courage category. Mm -hmm. I see. Rich concept. Uh, but it needs to go paired with uh, love and awareness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the each of these three mm -hmm. uh, somehow flattens out the dangers of the the other one, the other two uh, present. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. You you could have only a very meek, loving group where nothing really happens, uh -huh. but you. As you taught, you already taught the uh, idea of courage that solves that problem. So okay. ACL is interesting in the preliminary interviews where you are, you give the idea that what we want is a, a safe, curative environment, uh -huh. okay. but where you can you can be yourself. And where you need to be yourself, because we're going to going to, to work on that and what you really are. I mean, I get that that's setting the context. Mm -hmm. um, but how how necessary is that if if we're asking people to be themselves? How necessary is it to, to... yes? Uh -huh. 
It may not be necessary, as as, as I said in the, my first groups. Like, yeah. The big the big danger, and I think I'm getting your question now. <laughs> the big yeah. danger is that you are going to start teaching uh, didact didactically and to be courageous, to be loving, yeah? to be conscious, and that may be. Uh, may not fit into that person's case conceptualization. Uh -huh. mm. So if you start off with um, fixed ideas about what the people have to learn in the group, uh -huh, you probably run uh, risk losing yeah. something that's important for them. Uh -huh. And and. If, if I'm reading between the lines here, what you're saying is, is the difference between kind of the original FAP is that that's the, the case conceptualization is a little bit more open. And it's completely open. Huh? It's completely open. You have to see what will what that person needs in her environment, huh? mm -hmm. according to her values, what is important to her. Uh, it's completely open and it remains completely open. Huh? In individual FAP as well, we still start as it still continue continue uh, working like that, mm -hmm. and that's the, the big criticism on ACL. And some uh, more traditional FAP therapists say, "But you, this is not FAP anymore because you uh, you have a you come in with a program with your mm -hmm. agenda." Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I, that that's very helpful to think about, and um, um, you know, I think as 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 we come in, as I come in, and I don't know the history of all these different these different factions within mm -hmm. ACBS, it's important to to just get a, a sense, and that what you said is, I think, really helpful in terms of uh, considering things from kind of a. I, I feel like you're uh, very objective in your stance there. Thank you. One of the, so so you know you know you you've written about groups. You've been leading groups for a long time and supervising students at the university who are leading mm -hmm. groups. I so so much love your article, your 2010 pilot study article, um, and I'll put a link below in the show notes that has a table on page 234 <laughs> that that delineates what's happening in the group. You give, you give, you give a vignette and, and you talk about what's happening for each person in the group. Mm -hmm. And I, it's just such a great way to teach. I, how do you see the students you supervise? How do you see this benefit them from, you know, being a group leader and understanding these dynamics and um, thinking functionally to then taking that to um, individual work? Functional analysis comes quite um, well co comes quite naturally to some students, uh -huh. but uh, they mostly make uh, they mostly do very Muller Muller uh, analysis. Uh -huh. Okay, uh, like like molecular. No, it's the opposite of of uh, molecular. Oh, okay, uh, okay, it's, gross. It's very gross. Yes, very yes. Uh -huh. Uh, I, I find that students can very easily learn to see that uh, this client complains about her partner for doing this or that, but uh, that the client at the same time reinforces that noxious behavior whenever it happens. Mm -hmm. so they, they see that, that it's not that counterintuitive. Uh, 
maybe she tries, that person tries to suit her partner uh, to avoid worse. Uh, and this way she provides positive reinforcement for the noxious behavior. Uh, or maybe she stops doing something that usually bothers the partner. Uh, and that way she, she provides negative reinforcement. Uh, students grasp that in a, in a moment. Uh -huh. And, but, and this Mahler analysis is quite useful in the didactic ways. Uh, you could show someone, uh, so you can show, show a client that while they want people to pay attention to what they say, they actually punish the person giving attention. Uh, or you can explain saying something like, uh, can you see you are reinforcing the behavior you don't want uh, that person? Uh, can you see how you are doing that? People recognize that. And students do that. Uh, beginning therapists can do that very easily. Uh, but then you get reactions like, uh, so client says, so you want me to reward him for giving me attention? Huh? Or, uh, so it's my fault that he doesn't see me. Mm -hmm because I'm not reinforcing it. But do I need to um, bribe him into giving me attention? So this is the problem with his Mahler analysis. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. uh, and with this, these didactical interventions, uh, you, you people feel that you're trying to fix them. Uh, and they don't want to get fixed. Uh, they want... <laughs> They want to grow, they want to, to be uh, themselves. But with a, a molecular analysis, you can better access uh, within, let's say, a microanalysis. Yeah? You can better access the, reciproc the reciprocity uh, in the interaction. Yeah? And you can use the experience of the moment yeah? when somebody punishes somebody else's CRB2. You can ask, did you see what you just did? What is happening here? And the microanalysis allows you to, to go to the process. For instance, like you can ask, what, what did you, what you said now? Behind what you said now, what is it that you want? in the moment, or, or for that person who received the punishment, you can ask, what, what did this make you feel? What did this call up for you? Uh -huh. And the client will answer something like, uh, uh, she doesn't understand me, she's being mean, she's like my partner, uh, she's like my colleague at work, etc. And then you can ask, what do you need now? Huh? What do you need now? Huh? Does that resemble what you need from your partner, from your colleague, etc.? Huh? Can I ask a quick question there, Luke, yes. about that? What you're saying. Uh -huh. So when we when we bring this dynamic from from out to in or in to out, uh -huh. uh, how one of the things I sometimes get I trip a little bit is how directly to ask because you just ask very directly. How much yes. is this like? And I, I, my mind, you know, sometimes I want to say it, you know, I want to find a way, couch it in a way that's more kind of backdoor, 
Uh-huh. I teach my students <laughs> to ask directly. directly. One important point is that we uh, very rarely uh, give the answer, almost never. Mm-hmm. You asked, what, what do you need now for her, from her? Mm-hmm. And how can you get that from her? Mm-hmm. Sh- shall we, and then you ask the other person, uh, shall we try that out? Can she try that out? Let's see if this works between the two of you. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, do you think, uh, if it, when it worked, uh, you can ask, uh, do you think this could work with your colleague at work as well? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So if you if you go to that micro level, mm-hmm. you don't have to generate generate hypotheses. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you can just look at what happens in the moment, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and the person will tell you. Okay. Yeah. You can try out what what is going to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then if, for instance, the person says, well, I will tell her directly how I feel. Will that work? Yes, let's see it. And then let's try it out. So Mrs. A tells Mrs. B in the group directly what she feels. Then you ask, and what happened now? And Mrs. B says, that didn't work for me at all. Now I'm feeling coerced. Now I'm feeling that she wants to boss me around. So, okay, that didn't work. And you, you can try out different things because the problem, the need, the need is there in the, in the moment. Yeah. And you can work with behavior while that person really needs the, the, that consequence, mm-hmm. you know, that interpersonal, interpersonal reaction. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's helpful to, to hear mm-hmm. that, not giving the answer. It's so tempting, so alluring to mm-hmm. when they say, I don't know, to just, well, this is what, oh, yes. what it is. This is the answer. Uh-huh. You, you often have very good hypotheses, and then you have to write them down <laughs> and <laughs> save them. Uh-huh. Yeah. And maybe they will be useful in uh, two sessions afterwards, three sessions afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I always work with two therapists. Uh-huh. One who is more active and uh, the other one who is more observing, taking notes. Mm-hmm. There's too, too much, always too much happening in the group for one therapist to, to pay attention to everybody. I wanted to, I wanted to ask you about uh, contingencies and, and can you talk about detecting these and how you teach folks to consider public versus private in the detection of contingencies. Maybe it's, you don't make a distinction, you know? In fact, we don't make much of a distinction, but you, you, people in general don't make much of a distinction no? because uh, and a very common distortion you see in clients in general, or maybe in a general population, is that people uh, believe their intentions are obvious or that their feelings are obvious and that uh, people should, should guess what they need or what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you ask different questions no? when you want to go to the private and you ask, what, what do you need now? Mm-hmm. Or what do you, oh, how did this, eh? what somebody else did or said, how does this make you feel? Mm-hmm. 
Um, sometimes that's even that there is some public collateral, something that uh, helps other people. Maybe other people already saw what she needs, mm -hmm. but she hasn't paid attention at it yet. And you have to ask, what what do you need now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for the problem person for the the person to detect what she is uh, responding to, what need she is responding to, uh -huh. or uh, how did that make you feel? Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes it's not such an easy question. Mm -hmm. People have to discriminate somehow. They have to identify somehow how this made you feel. And you have all kinds of disconnects. Like somebody knows she's sad, but she has to learn in the group to uh, identify why she is sad. What happened before that made you sad? Or I'm angry at you now. Mm -hmm. But it's not so easy to identify why. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. it's the the public and the um, and the private is are very strongly interconnected. Yeah, but the the person who feels mm -hmm, doesn't necessarily uh, know why she feels that. Mm -hmm or what she wants to do with that feeling. And that is exactly something where people can grow amazing, amazingly when, when they learn these things. Um, that that may, can change a person completely. Yeah. You, you see this, this magic happening in these chronic pain groups where people feel very strongly, literally pain. Mm -hmm. And uh, they open up when they learn to relate uh, what they feel mm -hmm, to what is happening around them, uh, to how they interact with other people, mm -hmm, how they deal with important relationships. Mm -hmm. And how the pain is is steering them. Yes, mm -hmm. it's very very different. Saying, "Oh, well, my my pain is worse when I'm stressed." Mm -hmm. That's very molar, mm -hmm. very gross. Mm -hmm. You can't do much about that. Mm -hmm. You can't arrange your life not to be stressed. Mm -hmm. yeah. But when you go directly to what I need now. Mm -hmm. What, what I do, what is the consequence of what I do? Uh -huh. How does that make me feel? Uh -huh. When you do, when the person learns to make that microanalysis for herself, mm -hmm. she suddenly has something she can change, she can work on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and to be able to to see someone else in a group mm -hmm. who's you know, do this is is really powerful as a as a, another member in the group. Yes. Yeah. And you being part of it as well. Mm -hmm. 
because you are one of these people she's interacting with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I, I want to also um, mention your um, your article from 2013, the therapist self as context. And ah, okay. This like idea, this kind of um, bringing this into the discussion, you know, much like, you know, um, Kelly Wilson's mindfulness for two in the same tradition of, of really considering our our processes that are going on in the therapy room. Uh -huh. Something I find very important is that uh, this contact with yourself as context, it helps you seeing your fears uh -huh, in a way that is not that threatening. Mm -hmm. Seeing your fears uh, as, as if from a distance. Né? And, but on the other hand as well, seeing your pet hypothesis. Né? hypothesis from a distance uh, and still seeing them but seeing that they are well this is my pet hypothesis here <laughs> if it, if it uh, if I uh, uh, go along with him uh, well I, I will go to the same place again always to the same place and that so let it, I'm, I'm seeing you but stay there yeah this hypothesis uh, and not letting the, your pet hypothesis or not letting your fears uh, run your work for you. Yeah? Yeah. But most of all, I think it, it helps you use your own sore spots uh, and your sensibilities uh, to be able to respond to what is happening in the group. Uh? Uh, your own wounds and your uh, maybe your old traumas uh, and use them to feel better. Mm -hmm. That um, when some client does something and that hurts mm -hmm. or that makes you want to defend yourself mm -hmm. yeah. uh, instead of becoming defensive or instead of running away from that mm -hmm. subject and going somewhere else, uh, you can ask yourself why it hurts. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that can give you information that will be very interesting. Sometimes it helps uh, you improve the client's case conceptualization because you can de de detect certain behaviors, certain CRB1, mm -hmm. that somebody who does not have that wound, uh, that uh, ancient trauma, will not detect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you can use yourself uh -huh, when you have this this distancing. Yeah? It it just helps to decide sometimes what behavior is a CRB one, what is behavior is a CRB two. It can help you decide in the moment uh, what to reinforce and not to reinforce, yeah? while acting from um, uh, self as content. You would be reinforcing what your pet theory says is good and not reinforcing what the theory says is bad or or, or maybe reinforcing what you like or what you appreciate uh -huh. so th that that is the importance i see uh, of the therapist self as context yeah and i i think it's it really is a, a vital discussion to to have because it gives us as therapists a roadmap for for how to 
be with things that come up that that really strike at yes. the heart of maybe a struggle that we're currently having or you know we've mm -hmm. had for a long time and it hasn't you know quote unquote resolved been resolved and i really liked your, your highlighting as well camouflage contingencies that, that, mm -hmm. that pull us into our, ourselves into avoidance like you know i have to be i have to be the perfect therapist or I have to present mm -hmm. myself as as a as competent especially that you know for new new, new people to, to therapy i think what what helps me think functionally uh, is that uh, you need to your you need to uh, make sense of what people tell you. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, this person is uh, has a a good uh, job, or she has a successful store. Uh, she does what she always wanted to do, uh -huh. and she has the impression that it's all meaningless. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you have to go to the contingencies to, to, to find out what that meaningless means. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. Because topographically, it's all perfect. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, I, um, I uh, encourage anyone who's, who's wanting to see that uh, uh, molecular dissection of, um, of how to think functionally in terms of relationships to, to, to go to, to some of your work. And um, mm -hmm. I'll, put, I'll put some links in the show notes below to some of the yes. articles. And, you know, on that note, uh, I'd like to just mention this uh, training group that we're gonna we're gonna co-lead here and uh, uh if anyone's interesting interested in getting in, into the in the experience level of fap um, uh -huh. it's a great great way to to learn through doing yeah mm -hmm. that will be challenging and it will be energizing as well yeah mm -hmm. yeah and uh i i think that I learned so much through, I've learned so much through doing and, and, and going through my own, my own processes. And uh, uh -huh. some of the heart of ACT and FAP is, is, is really metabolizing these, this, this way of, of being in the world and, and seeing ourselves. And uh, I don't, uh -huh. I don't know of a better way to do that than, than in groups for me personally. Um, so yeah, it'll be, it'll be part experiential, mostly experiential and then, and then part didactic. Yes, what, what we were uh, talking about is to start every session with some teaching mm -hmm. and then go to uh, the experiential side. So I think what would, what would be needed is that everybody who takes part uh, agrees to bring something of, of their own problems or their own growth points. Uh -huh. Um, into the group, and so we can experiment with them. Uh -huh. So yeah, I'll, I'll put um, my contact in the in below, and if, if you're interested, you know, reach out. Thanks so much for for uh, joining me and uh, sharing your wisdom, Luke. I really appreciate it. Uh -huh. and Thank I'm you. Really excited about learning from you and working with you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I'm looking forward to what we can do together. But I'm getting stronger They take a piece of me
Thank you. 